man. Tell them we up next. You can't stop that. Uh-huh. <laughs> this your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Every show is lit, baby. You know what we finna do. Slick on talk that slick talk. He gon' get political. Okay. Do not switch topics. Nope. Niggas is toxic. Poppy shots don't always say it's something wrong. But if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga? Oh, well. We try to tell you, baby. This might not go yeah. well. <laughs> this might not go. That's it, one take. We're not even doing it again. Keep that. That's the one. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of This Might Not Go Away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Episode 144. We in the building. You ain't know who it is. It's the host with the most. B Breezy, a.k.a. Poppy Sazon. Yes, yes. What's going, everybody? It's your boy Slick Grayson. How y'all doing out there? Uh huh, uh huh. You already know what's up. Please download the Alive Podcast app on iOS or Android, and please follow us on all social media at This Might Not Go Well. If you have any brand new deals, business opportunities, please email us at This Might Not Go Well at gmail dot com. Alrighty, alrighty. Um, episode one forty four. How your week going, brother? Weekly check-ins. Uh, it's been good. It's been. I was a little under the weather, but I for, for Thanksgiving I got to see my granddad, so that was dope. Just getting to you know touch base with him. I think every year, every year, like as I guess as you after you turn like eighteen, I think that to see the OGs in your life and be able to go back and you know have them still here, I think is a blessing. So being able to see him and even though I can tell his body's getting weak, his mind is still sharp, his energy is still up there. And it kind of revitalized me because I think just hearing him say things like he's proud of me and seeing me how I'm moving and such like and just like, you know, the vulnerability he's showing. I always saw him as a super strong guy, but the fact that he can still be strong in his old age and acknowledge that vulnerability, it definitely, definitely meant a lot. Been doing a lot of work stuff, a lot of work responsibility, a lot of life responsibility right now. But, um, bro, life been life, bro. Life motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so really 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 been trying to like lock in i was feeling a little i was in a little hopeless little like overwork phase got a little under the weather and i kind of used that to my advantage to just take a little time to you know reset on some things listen to my body listen to my mind and you know just like trying to push forward trying to close out 2023 you know it's been a good year it's been a great year it's been a great year of transition a great year of uh productivity a great year of just finding self and finding you know the, the 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 light and love around me I'm trying to finish the year strong and then go into 2024, you know, doing even more and doing bigger. But I'm chilling. How you feeling? Oh, man, bro. Like I said, life been life. And I feel like I understand exactly where you're coming from. So you realize how hard is the grind. Everybody talks about grinding, but nobody, nobody really talks about just the toll it has on you mentally. And even though you know you're heading somewhere, it's still, you know, sometimes you still want to break. You feel me? It's like <laughs> you still want to like take a breather sometimes. So I mean, I've been I've been really getting back into to, to stretching. Uh, I've been um, on top of a lot of things. So I'm honestly, bro, to be transparent, I've been happy with myself so far. Even though it's been only one month since the sad shit hit, I think I'm I'm heading in the right this direction. I think um, I've been in the more positive mood i've been accomplishing um some more stuff and lining some stuff for next year i'm just i'm just ready to go after what everything that's mine you feel me that's that's just the mode i'm in you feel me anything that is mine i'm going after it i'm going after it. there's no more holding your chain back 
you gotta if you feel like you're not reaching your potential in life anybody who's listening just go for it we got one life to live life is too short go big or go home respect that i respect that all right all right but slick speaking on just thanksgiving bro thanksgiving it was cool shout out to people who you know with their family who did service and go online these deals ain't dealing like they used to (laughs) i ain't gonna hold you these shits is not hitting black friday was trash and then cyber monday was extra trash and i'm over here like bro y'all trying to stimulate the like i saw the i saw this viral video on tiktok of this woman who was going down walmart right and they had like all these black friday sale deals then she pulls it out is these it's deals that it was last week they just put black friday on it they didn't even add no extra percentage off i'm like bro what is going on i remember niggas used to fight like niggas used to wake up yo niggas <laughs> niggas used to wake up at five in the morning yo used to be outside the walmart kmart whatever tj maxx K-Mart. With gloves and shit, <laughs> you feel K- me? Ready to scrap a nigga for two hundred dollars off a TV? Niggas ain't doing that no more, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. The game is done. It's inflation, though. I mean, to to what you really think about it again? I always bring up this point: like everything is a hundred and fifty percent more expensive than it was three years ago. Yes. So the deals aren't there, but I also looked at it from a different point—a a pseudo subtle flex for us at this age group, right? We at the point when you like eighteen to twenty four and shit. Most likely you broke. <laughs> you ain't got no money to be going here buying shit that's full price and whatnot. So Black Friday was when you really got shit. And also around the, for the average person around those ages where Black Friday used to hit, it's like, yo, I ain't even know I needed this shit till I want. I know I wanted this shit till I seen it. <laughs> you feel me? I think I think as we get older. And our taste, our money gets better, our taste rises, you know. I think that we buy the shit that we want when we want it, and we can afford it. So it's like something that's $200, I'm not going to wait 10 months to get it when it's 175 if I can yeah. afford the two, you feel me? Like, I was looking, like, everything they had on Black Friday, I was like, I have some variation or version of it. I think literally my cart had a bunch of stuff for the photography shit, like memory cards and mad candy. If I and like jackets, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, Amazon has some crazy." I didn't, even, I didn't even press like I didn't order. Like I literally let it pass, and the shit is still the same price it was on Black Friday. Give or take like three, four dollars. Bro, uh, Cyber Cyber Monday is Cyber Week, bro. We still in Cyber Week. That's how bad it is now. Niggas turned into a whole week because niggas wasn't really. And also to on your point of just buying it right then and there, I ain't gonna lie. One thing that fucks up the deal is these um shop pays these um um affirmings these karma shit when you can put your shit on layaway yourself now on your card i ain't gonna hold you call me a broke nigga call me a bum but i love using that shit it's something about the money not hitting your account all at once just do something to a nigga (laughs) yeah take a little bit here every two weeks i don't mind (laughs) because when you have to hit that shit off for for all at once, that should be that should be hurting my soul sometimes. Boy, but shit is trash, bro. And but you know, as I get as as we getting older, I ain't gonna lie. Household item shit is starting to gain my interest. Like when you see like a mop, boy, like the, a swif- the swiffer, the swiffer mop. That shit was in my cart. That's what that shit was in my cart. What? 
Yo, but I'll be on TikTok now just looking at like household shit like, oh shit, wait, hold on. They make a they make they make you can clean your greens like yo, there's like this pasta shit, right? You put it on the side of your sink and then you could just dump the pasta off and it drains it real well and without without all that mess. Cause you know, niggas who cook pasta, you'd be scared to dump that shit in the sink sometime or dump the water out because you might burn yourself or make a mess. So there's like this shit on Amazon. I'm like, I go I'm at that age where fuck the parties, fuck the Fuck all them designer shits. Give me them household shit that's going to make the household cleaning and taking care of the household more accessible. That's that's the shit that's more appealing to me now. You feel me? Nah, I respect it, bro. I think shit that make your life easier. Like, yo, they had, I remember a couple years ago, they had the fucking laundry bag that turned, doubles like with the book bag straps, boy. I still what? use that shit to this day. Like, it's like little shit. It's like the shit I want is not going on sale. And the shit that I I, the shit I need is not going on sale. The shit that I want, like I said again, I pro- I can't. I don't got time to play like video games. I don't got time to play that shit right now. I bought Call of Duty and I literally played that shit twice. And it's not even. It's a good game. It gave me the maps I like. It's you know multiplayer fire again. Why would you do that? That shit is trash, bro. No, no, no. That's basically a huge DLC. They they, they made niggas purchase at full price. Call of Duty. That's a difference though. <laughs> See, I'm realizing for my piece, the fact that it's there when I decide to oh, play okay. it, it's gonna be lit. I just haven't had time. You feel me? Like I was in I went to see my granddad. So I wasn't home for real, for real. And I came back and I started cleaning my office and space, you know. So it's like I've been doing other shit to kind of get myself into the routines. But look at the shit I want, like the candy, I was like, nah, I'll buy this shit another time. It's gonna be on sale. You feel me? Like Christmas coming around, mm-hmm. holiday season, that's them sales ain't going nowhere. We might even get better deals. So that's why I ain't really trip out. Yeah. Next year, niggas do better, okay? Don't be out here giving us sales that and you know also what I hate? We go on a small rant. You fucking businesses, don't sit here and jack up the shit back to retail prices and then put it on and then give a little discount again. And that's it. Ain't no real discount. I be hating when niggas be doing that shit. Niggas raise the price on the original shit and then, oh, 20% off. That shit ain't really 20% off, nigga, for what it was before. Sorry, that shit pissed me off. <laughs> but let's get on to some news, man. Now, what been on social media is King, T.I. and Tiny Harris' son standing on business, man. Yo, I just, bro, what's your whole thoughts on it? You want to play a clip of it or you just want to go straight to it, man? Let's chat for a second. Um, I watched the clip and it just... It seemed like it started off as just like an innocent dispute, and then it went really left. And then Ti, it gets to the point where Ti had to put had to him some up and tell him, "Yo, you can't do nothing with me. <laughs> like, what is you doing?" <laughs> I think that was the wildest part. It was like, "Why are you trying to fight your parents?" But it was like a lot of details. Like they hit the nigga with, "Oh, you had your pacifiers since you was 12. I was like, "Why are y'all? On, why is this on live? First of all, like, why are you recording this?" <laughs> you feel me? Like that was first and foremost like some of the wildest shit. Like, why are we doing it this way? What's happening here? And I think it's embarrassing, but it also speaks to probably that that superstar monster like your pop. Because think about it. He was born when T.I. was on top. <laughs> Bro, mind you, you have you have Ludacris hanging in that fucking stadium all around this shit. And I'm just saying here, bro, I'm just so... I'm so perplexed about what the fuck. And he's trying to... like, And then I see... First of all, let's talk about T.I. T.I. got like three different versions of himself and his son. He got a nigga that's a rock star. <laughs> his, <laughs> he got a lot of son who actually is like a conscious rapper. 
And then he got the ghetto one. Like, I ain't gonna lie, he got he got three different aspects of himself. Cause you know, T.I. is a multi type of person. You know, he gives he's a hood nigga, he a businessman, and he a rapper. I think his sons kind of took one part of him <laughs> and elevated it. But with King though, just from him talk he's he's been on media talking about how um he was really raised by his grandma and you know, yeah, I'm from the trenches. I'm like, bro. This is this is this be my problem, bro. Nobody wants to be from the trenches for real. I don't understand what what we really have to convey to the public. But if you ask anybody from the from the trenches, and they actually yo, would you rather switch your life and get the benefits that Ti son had? They're taking that in a heartbeat. Niggas don't understand. Niggas in the trenches don't really want to be from the trenches for real. But also, I will push, just just for devil's advocate's purpose, I push that a lot of the time, I think it's an identity issue. Because they would think about kids that is from trench-like areas, but their family is still doing the best and keeping giving them opportunity, right? But then it's like, oh, what do I see around me? I want that shit. You feel me? I feel like that also plays a major role. And again, to the point where he's like, he wasn't really, even to the point he wasn't really raised around T.I. and Tiny and whatnot, it's like, well, my fam isn't really here. We got money and access, but I'm not getting that love and affection I need. Not justifying his action, but it's like but that's kind of. But he did say they did say Ti and Tiny did say that he always went over there because his grandma would basically let him do anything he want. Mm, that's fair too. So whoever's telling the story sometimes control the narrative. But that shit is just so crazy, and I'm thinking because you know I saw a clip where he was kind of like crying because he wanted to be homeschooled, and he and he was talking about I want to pave a way for my, and I understand I I don't understand it because I don't have a famous dad or whatnot. I could kind of see you having such a famous dad, and you want to build your own name. You don't want to live under that shadow because there's also a lot of kids who live under their their dad's shadow, and they don't want that. I understand that, but. The way that you're going about it, it's not working, bro. Because even even prior to this, he had sort of incidents within the last year or so of him getting into altercations. And I'm just like, bro, you don't you don't need to do that. And it's kind of pissed. It, it kind of pisses me off because it's like, bro, you are a person that has who got benefited and and be and and have privilege. Don't knock this shit off when everything about this sort of lifestyle is not good. <laughs> what this, what, bro, growing up, what did you hear about this life? Dead or in jail? Mm-hmm. Nothing good comes out. Matter of fact, your friends, and also, let's talk about this right now. In this day and age, it's even worse to be in this life. Niggas is praising snitches. Like, sn- remember back in the days, you could if you was just la- if, if niggas just labeled you as a snitch, that was a threat to your life. Niggas now, that shit don't matter. You could end up getting a platinum hit <laughs> being being a snitch. You will be still getting millions. Nigga, the back door. At, yo, at, yo, you know me. I listen to a lot of drill and I listen to a lot of gang gang boom boom music. Niggas talking about back dooring all the goddamn time. Why am I being friends with niggas who backdooring a lot? You feel me? Who who who's who's preaching backdoor type of culture? Like it's even worse now to be part of the trench life. And you as a person who has the opportunity to do anything you want per se, or just have the connection, or just learn from your father, 
want to be something that he tried to escape from. Yo, I ain't going to lie to you. I think I'm getting old, Slick. I reached I reach my old nigga mode. <laughs> I have reached my old nigga mode because I I don't have no kids, but I'd be damned if I had a kid talking about he's from the trenches and I'll raise my ass. Especially now, bro. I went to fucking school. I did. I had to full time sitting here doing all X, Y, and Z. Raise myself out the fucking mud for you to tell me that you're from the mud? Oh, I'm whipping ass. I'm with T.I. I'm hemming niggas up. <laughs> you can't do nothing I'm with hemming me. niggas up. <laughs> That's the wildest shit. Like, I'm right? hemming niggas up, bro. Because you're not going... I'm not working my ass off now. So your, your, little, your, little, your little dirty neck ass nigga going to sit here tell me you from the trenches. T.I. is better than me. I would have got one of them guns that I got arrested for for him. <laughs> you, can't, you can't fuck the kid up in public. Like, it's over. And it was recording... So I just had him. He had to him up. Like you can't do nothing with me. Like he had to let him know. Like there's nothing you can do with me, hands wise. And like you're you're not winning this fight. Facts. Now I have to I have to shit on your favorite artist, bro. I have to, bro. Good try. I'm a, now, I'm a defensive guy. Let's go. Oh man, Chris Brown, man. And I understand you're trying to. I think you know they keep throwing the anti-Semitic thing. I let you touch on that because I didn't really hear too much about it. I just saw the screenshot on his story. Took my. I'm not this religion. I'm Piru. Once again, Chris, you've been around the industry since you was 14, 15. What the fuck are you doing claiming Pyru, bro? You an R&B singer at that, nigga. Why you, yeah, niggas, you be singing about love and shit. You don't, you don't attract that type of, you shouldn't attract that type of energy. I should say that. You shouldn't attract that type of energy because, nigga, you just talking about love and heartbreaks and all that. I can I can understand why a rapper like Soldier Boy would claim it because he wants to talk about that hood stuff and most of his music contains about him doing stuff. So you know, once you put that type of energy in the air, you need to have some protection and line for that. But I to this day, bro, he's been claiming this shit for over ten years now, and I still don't understand why this nigga claiming Paru, like nigga, we know you've been famous since you was basically fourteen, fifteen, bro. Mm. I've never understood why he joined it. If I had to assume, I'm pretty sure he didn't really start claiming until he was like trying to do his image shift. I mean, we already understand what happens with the gangs, especially in LA and whatnot, but he's always been a bit of a knucklehead. He probably just, you know, blended in with some people. If I'm going to claim it, I'm going to really own it. And he seemed like that type of dude. I just feel like in regards to his post, what basically happened is that he was out in Dubai partying with Kanye West. And you know, Kanye got the new song, was it Vultures with uh, Dirk and Ty Dolla Sign. And and one of the shit Loki hard, <laughs> and maybe got cursing rapping Kanye back. But in the song, Kanye has a line where, "How can I be anti-Semitic when I fuck the Jewish bitch?" And I believe some, uh, I don't know if she's prominent in the Jewish community, but she tweeted basically or put a, a post, a comment where she talked about basically this is anti-Semitism. Um, you know, we need to stop supporting Kanye West, and it, it picked up some traction. And and then as soon as the song came out, him and Chris is dancing in the club, singing it, laughing. And you no, know, she she uh, she I think she added Chris Brown in the comment, and the response was, "Hey, like what what is like why are you doing this? Like we're not going to do this." Cause I think one thing we all can't play silly to is the power that that word anti-Semitic has, whether something is or is not in fact anti-Semitic. So I think Chris was trying to get out, like I just dropped the album, number one R and B album. It's probably his most cohesive adult work that he's ever done. Agreed. 
He about to drop the deluxe too. He put that shit out. I was like, oh yeah, nigga. I know you wasn't gonna leave us with just twenty two of these motherfuckers. You better drop that oh, shit. Nigga <laughs> dropping the forty two. How many? How, did he say how many tracks? Nah, he didn't say. Yeah, he just said, "Yeah, ready oh. for the deluxe." I think he's gonna do another. He's gonna do an extra eleven tracks. If they hit like these oh, other, yo, that's on. That's that joint has no skips. I ain't gonna fight. But that's his story. Um, uh, I, I think he was just trying to get out ahead of it because I'm like, if you attach, we understand this, but artists like Chris Brown, with black artists who get in trouble and lose white leaning fandom once they lose that and you accuse them of something it's always oh that nigga it's 50 cent that nigga did it <laughs> he did that shit <laughs> you feel me so i think his point was like yo stop fucking playing with me like and when he gets mad he going to his gangster bag which probably wasn't going to have an impact on that lady one way or the other but it was more so of a like oh you with this guy so you and you party into this song that has this lyric and that must make you anti-semitic and again to my point when we used to argue about the Kyrie shit from last year it's like, yo, I understand. I get the power that words have. I've also watched a music industry be built off the word nigger. <laughs> like you, <laughs> like, you feel me? And I'm not saying we should accept the anti-Semitic line, but at the Kanye West is, I'm not justifying what he's doing, but I'm saying he said something that if we took that and said black bitch, nobody would bat an eyelash. Yeah. And it's also to the point where it's like the power of that word, and you put that label on somebody because they say something you don't agree with, that is dangerous. Because there's real anti Semitic people that literally go around saying that these people should not exist and X, Y, and Z, right? And it's like it's like a fear tactic. I'm going to destroy who you are as an, a person, as an artist, your credibility in your realm. Because I don't like what you said. And when Kanye is wilding, we say Kanye is wilding and, the fuck out. <laughs> you feel me? But you know what? You know what pissed me off about that too is because of what's going on over there in Palestine and Gaza too. It's kind of like that even magnified the word even more now That's by true. even saying that now. And I'm just like, and I understand Chris Brown. I'm anytime Chris Brown clapbacks on on either artists. News media outlet, I'm with him because as much even though as much as I hate that he claims the Piru shit, alright niggas. He don't really be doing that much interviews. He don't really be in the media like that. He don't really try to be too seen. And I don't I don't know, every like I don't give like every six to ten month he's in the media by something that by someone else, by someone talking about him. And I think, and I'm I'm with him with that. I'm with him with just clapping back at him because you got to change that narrative because I think they kept trying to build a narrative against him after the whole, you know, Rihanna situation. And they continue to do that to this day, which stops a lot of his, I think, which kind of caused his career to shake a little bit because of that. Absolutely. I think, again... And it's not necessarily the black audience. It's not its core audience, but what do you do to black artists when you take away that white-leaning audience? It caps where their success can go. So you can have success in the culture, but you will never get the credit in the mainstream like you probably deserve. Like, a lot of white people wouldn't call Chris Brown a legend. You know oh, yeah. I mean? And that's to the point where he has hits. Like, to the point, songs that came out five years ago was, like, a top-rated song for 2022. But I'm under the influence, you feel me? So I think as a fan, I get that's why I said when I when you said you got to get at my artist, like I got to give you the backstory on what happened 
as to why. Because sometimes he be tweaking. And I can say when he be tweaking. In this instance, once I found out what happened, I was like, I get it. Because if I'm if I'm with my friend, and I know my friend is problematic, but it's my friend, and it's not like he's hurting anybody, and you go out of your way to try to, whatever your beef is with him, you're attributing to me. Sometimes I got to tell you, shut the fuck up. I, I got I got a question. What's your thoughts about him looking like he was on drug dancing to Burner Boy? <laughs> Chris, that nigga look like he always on drugs when he have fun. He's rich. What do they all do? They get high as fuck and have like, yo, I'm not condoning it again, but I get it. When you up. I don't know a lot, but I look like he was on that perk 30. <laughs> he might have been shit. <laughs> um, hey, real quick, Michael Irvin's son. Your dad said you grew up in a gated community. Stop rapping and, and showing guns in your video. I actually did research on this nigga before I talked about him, and I listened to some of his songs. This nigga is having a whole assault rifle. You know, maybe it's props. I don't want to put the law on him. I'm just, it's just a message. Stop trying to be from the trenches. The trenches is not fun. The trenches don't got no longevity. And I think that's something that young folks need to start understanding. It's better to live long than live short. I'm going to say that now. You get praised more for living longer than dying young. No Roddy Rich, though. Um, but more sexual allegations has come out. Now, Diddy, I ain't going to lie. <laughs> 50 Cent? You got to fight that nigga. <laughs> you got to fight. I sent you that video. <laughs> yeah, bro, yo, yo. 50 Cent is all... Yo... More allegations. He has to step down from revolt. Um, the Success Academy that he had in New York um, kind of dropped him. He, he's losing a lot of deals and stuff. Oh, that picture of him looking like he had a stomach ache. He really got a stomach ache now. <laughs> I go hold you. And maybe this is what I remember. We talked about this in the previous episode, like what this could do. Now maybe this could potentially stop future victims. By him actually losing and actually getting hurt this time. But yo, not only that, but there's sexual allegations against Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. Just that he forced a um, finger the woman that he met. Yep. Like 12 years ago. Even Uncle Luke got one. Uncle Luke, Eric Adams got one from 93. Oh, Eric Adams did that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Eric Adams got one. I'm just like, bro. I think I think we need to talk more. I think we need to listen to women more. I think we need to educate. Just just because you got bread and just because you got a certain status doesn't mean you got power to do these things against people. And I know it's I know it's type hard because you know once you have that status and power, you feel like you know you could basically run the world. But hey, um, Jamie Foxx situation was kind of a little hazy. To me, I don't really, I can't really, I it, I read the details. So I'm going to wait for more information before I put any official statement of mine about that. But, bro, yo, stay inside. Nigga, <laughs> uh, stay inside. You also got to give credit to the, the, what's it called? The, the, it was the ending of the, uh, the Survivors Act, I think it was called. So I was like, the, the last time was like the statute limitations was like lifted on a lot of uh, sexual assault timelines. So it was ending. So a lot of people had to kind of just put their stuff out there. So it's it's again, you never want to say a victim is is lying or anything like that. So then to your point, like okay, we can't really say too too much, but that's probably a reason that a lot of these things did just come out. But the puff stuff, woo. Yeah, nah, I ain't gonna lie, puff. 
ain't gonna lie, niggas bringing receipts. I ain't gonna lie, Fifty Cent had the Cassidy. This shit from years back. I'm seeing tweets from niggas from years back talking about certain situations he doing. I'm like, did he? Nigga, you might turn, turn, turn to. I ain't gonna lie. What can he do? What like if he was if he was his PR person? What would you tell him to do? Like, about to cure cancer. He better. Get <laughs> Honestly, bro, nah, I'm telling I, you right I, now, donate half of your money to HBCUs. <laughs> I I know you gave a million dollars to Howard, but nigga, gotta give a couple more. Nah, I think that honestly, we live in an era where, regardless, even if these like we always like this is the, the jokes about surviving Diddy have been around forever. But I think we live in an era now that once again, once there is a a claim, a believable, it's like it doesn't matter believable or not. And I think in his case, a lot of this shit pairs up. And now you got a lot of people that was in his circle saying things. And it's too many coincidences, which, you know, leads to the credit of the story being verified. Somebody, I was like, who I was watching? I watched somebody, and they was like, yo, they like, did he a nasty nigga? Him and Cassie would go, and she's like, and they, he, I think it was, it might have been Wack 100. I think Wack 100 said it. Yeah, he was like, yeah. And it was like, he would like, he liked to see his girl get fucked, and he might like the, you know, he might like the fuck. The nigga afterwards and shit But that's like That shit was about to come out So it's like It's either You did this heinous shit Or you a real nasty man Niggas gonna look at you Real differently You don't want that shit To come out So either way He's damned if he did Damned if he didn't You feel me He should've paid that 30 million He did But now he got <laughs> but, but then it's also To the point That's like But the people he if Who he was hurting Or allegedly was hurting Like they all gonna come in They're Like that That act allows them To get him And it's like Public opinion they, we think he did that shit anyway. Hey, bruh. We're going to keep updating on more of that, especially on the Jamie Foxx. Leave that man alone. He just came back. <laughs> he ain't, yeah, I cloned him. Um, Just real quick, we're not going to stay too much on it. Shout out to the, to the female cypher with all the female hip-hop artists. Mulatto. Who else? Hello, I think, uh, Hello. Yeah. All of them killed that shit. I ain't going to hold you. I like Hello, seeing that. Hello, Bucks. Oh, come on now, Chirac. You know, um, I just like to see that. I, I ain't gonna lie. the The female hip hop space is in a is in a great space right now. I feel like probably like six to eight years ago, it was really dominated by a few people, and now you can really make a you go you can really make a a top ten um MC with just pure women, which is amazing. So shout out to the women with that. And another thing about music, well, did you do your artist wrap up? Yeah, who was in your top five? My shit was funny. I could tell this was a year I didn't listen to a lot of music because you want to know what my two top albums were. Cool <laughs> for all the dogs in Eleven Eleven. Already, she came out of my. But no, like I think I only had ten thousand minutes of listening to music. Um, I was laughing. My my song, the my number one song was uh, sitting on top of the world, burner. And I was like, I haven't played that song in like five months. <laughs> you feel me? But so, but you but when it, that song came out, you really liked it. Though. I did really like it, but I also noticed that like I haven't been as engaged in music as I am in years past. I think some people had like thirty thousand minutes and shit like that. Like I think my number one song had had twenty nine plays, and I use Apple Music for primarily my 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 list music enjoyment purposes. So I was laughing. Mm-hmm. I was like, this shit not even accurate. But I have been playing the fuck out that Chris Brown and that Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Uh well I you know me I listen to my music archaic so I couldn't really do a proper um artist wrap up because they put Quali Wu they put um Rod Wave literally I only listened to Rod Wave to make fun of my niece because she wanted tickets and I wanted to laugh at that um Great Gatsby song in front of her and that shit landed 
on my top five and on Spotify. And I'm just like, oh, this shit's some shit. But I'm, I'm putting this on the docket just because a lot of you niggas was hating on Drake. You know, I got it. You know, it's a bingo card for this podcast. A lot of y'all niggas was hating on Drake, but I see a lot of Six God watching. I see a lot. Of, I see a lot of Drake in your top five, though. We're close to over a couple hundred plays. So I put that out there, Slick. Niggas hating on the go. It's on there. Yeah, he definitely was on a now, lot of people's top threes, a lot of people's number one, surprisingly. Come on now. Um, and also for us, I want I want to matter of fact, I wanna I wanna see because I'm on I'm on the page right now. I'm on Spotify looking for us right now. We're gonna put our wrap-up stats on our IG. Show us some love on there too from Spotify. Hopefully we did well. <laughs> Oh, our top episode for this year was our episode 101, The Rizzler, which wow. came out earlier this year. I'm about to say that. Okay, shout out to us, though. It was streamed 145, 145% more than our average episodes. Okay, I really like that. What, what the fuck did we talk about it? Uh, Fifty-four, be, 54% be. of our listeners discovered us in 2023. We was very consistent. Wait, hold on. We're going to take some time out to, to clap us, put some applause up for us over here. We was very consistent this year. <laughs> very consistent. We were streamed in multiple countries. Obviously, United States were our top country with 95% of our total stream. But shout out to if you listen to us international, I don't know why, but shout out to you niggas. <laughs> I appreciate that. You feel me? Um, you know, our listeners' top podcast genre is social culture and comedy and news. I guess I think that I think that defines our podcast perfect. Yeah, with we the, do a lot of society and culture. With a little we bit, give of, a little comedy, and we give a little news. It's a lot of fuckery. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of fuckery. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Oh, and then the listeners referred us. Okay, they our podcast was shared all over from direct links in 38 Texas. Okay, shout out to everybody. Keep keep sharing the podcast. Our most shared episode was episode 120, Toys, Guns, and Stripper and Stripper Buns. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> and also give us some credit for our episode titles, okay? That's wild. That's wicked. <laughs> Yeah, I go. I'm looking at this stat right now. We went up. We went up. Um, sixteen percent in followers. Shout out to us for real. We really did this shit. We in the top consistency, okay? But onwards to more dramatic news. This is your section, Slick, because you're the sports guy, man. Want to talk a little bit about Chris Paul versus referee Scott Foster? Oh, that did happen since the last time we uh, we potted. Uh, if you so Chris Paul and Scott Foster, if you're a basketball fan, you know that they have beef. I think Chris Paul is like three and seventeen in games refereed by Scott Foster. So in his recent outing, they were having a conversation, and I don't know what the hell really happened, but Chris Paul ended up getting ejected. He ended up calling Scott Foster a bitch, like trying to go at him. He's revealed that it has something to do with. A uh, meeting they had back in his Clipper days, and it was something that involved Chris Paul's son. And one thing you don't do is play with another man's child. And I think the NBA has to understand that sometimes you have to take disciplinary action against referees as much as you do players. And we know Chris Paul's an asshole on the court. He ain't never really trying to do nothing too malicious, but he do try to get his little shit off. But 
a player being three and seventeen with a specific referee and has been ejected and assessed multiple texts, whatever the underlying issue is, that is a problem, and it's impacting mm-hmm. winning. And what is one of the the one thing we hold against Chris Paul outside of the injuries is that he hasn't won the big one. We thought he was gonna get that one over Giannis, but then his body he started he couldn't fucking dribble the ball without turning it over in the second half of the last three games of that series. And it's just one of those things where it's like, yo, what the fuck? What is happening here? Because when a player does something that the NBA doesn't like, you know, it's immediate response. It's unless your name is Josh Giddy, but we'll get there. Um, but, yeah, no, like there's something that needs to be done in, in that regard to protect the integrity of the game. If we don't like each other as people, that's fine. But if you, us not liking each other impacts one of us, our abilities to do our professional duty, which in Chris Paul's, Response is to play the game of basketball, and the Scott Foster's response is to referee the game of basketball. Then we got to figure out what the fuck is going on here, and maybe mm-hmm. we should never be put together. Ah oh, man, and then I agree. And then you know my Josh Giddy gig. If you didn't, if you haven't heard, apparently Josh Giddy be fucking fifteen year olds, bro. I guess he follows that rule. She's old enough to cross the street. <laughs> now, now, now to his, I guess, deterrent, right? He said he didn't know how old she was. But apparently, this is like a year long thing. This is not like new. It's new to the public, but apparently, this has been like known to OKC. Yeah. And it's like, this has been happening. And, and, and also, he made TikToks for it, too. Oh, he definitely did make TikToks about it, too. Now, in Oklahoma, I believe the legal age to date. Uh, um, uh, I guess they're not considered necessarily minors is 16. That is something I did read. But she is not of that age. But it is believable that she might have been able to get into spots. Even though if I'm an NBA player, granted he came to the league at 19, but if I came to the NBA at like 19, 20, why the fuck I'm going to clubs where they let 16-year-olds in at? I can get me some bad bitches that's like 24 in season. <laughs> oh, come on now. You go, you go fuck the twelve. You go, go fuck the twelve hoes that everybody else been fucking. Come on now, Ingram and Afrini Simons. But that shit is crazy. I mean, I don't. I mean, the family is not pressing charges. They're not even discussing it. So he just got investigated by Oklahoma, I guess. But that is kind of scary, though. You, hey, bro. If you have, if you have to second guess her age, bro, ask her some ID. I don't want to justify it being like, you know, there. I ain't going to lie. I heard stories back when I was younger of girls, you know, pretending to be older to talk to the older guys sometimes. But, bro, once you find out her age, you had to find out. You had to talk about age somewhere. If it's been a year, age had to come up. And if you find out she was younger, then, bro, you had to cut that off, bro. It makes no sense. But I really want to talk about what's your case on everybody attacking Malik Andrew. About her not commenting on it, but, but but always making a point to comment on black athletes' um, troubles. I think that coincidences coincidences can relate to. I'm not always down for people attacking. Like we not attack trying to attack a black woman and whatnot. But I think that there have been multiple instances with Malika Andrews where the whole point of this of her segment or her point in the conversation has been to bring up the past or the actions of black athletes. You feel me? 
Mm-hmm. So I think once you build that reputation, people want to see how do you move when, you know, it's not a black athlete. Because with Ja, with uh, Brandon Miller, I haven't known. She probably spoken on many other people. But even in the way she interacts with her, her male colleagues, as like. Stephen A. Yeah. Stephen A. Uh, Jalen Rose, poor former colleague Jalen Rose, right? It's kind of like, damn. Like, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I saw that video. She said, like, oh, you put your uh, underpit. Homie shit was on her side. I ain't gonna lie. That yeah. was a bad look for her, though. Yeah. Like, I feel like it, it definitely screams, well, what the fuck? Because these, <laughs> like, everything else, I mean, this is allegations, but this hardcore proof that this young man has been making poor choices, whether he was aware or not. And I think that the fact that she hasn't said anything, and I give, I give her grace in that. It leaked on Saturday. There's no NBA team today on Saturdays. Like she, ha- her first opportunity to have shared this would have been like Monday, Monday, Tuesday, or whatnot. So yeah, I, and I think she just recently talked about it. I think either today or yesterday, because they they had a picture. They said like she aged about ten years when she had to talk about that story. I think that it just becomes one of those things where you're just kind of like, well, we want the same energy because this is like again. This is a, an adult having sex with a minor. Regardless of whether he knew or not her age, at a point, like to your point, he had to. You can't play stupid forever. You play dumb, you win dumb prizes. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And it's like the conversation should be like, bro. Because I think Andrew Bogan just said it. He's like, yo, the Thunder knew about this shit for a year. I'm like, so when she was 14? You feel me? Like, think about that. It seems like there's a bigger scandal here and the NBA is scared to talk about it and I think that's really why we're, people were looking and it, it might be misdirecting anger because it's like again when a black player does something oh media tears him apart you want to trade you ungrateful nigger <laughs> like you feel me <laughs> Even and I think I think I think a lot of this came from the Des Bryant. I'm not going to read his tweet. I, he might have been I, tweaking though. He, I, he went. Yeah, on. I ain't gonna lie. The first first sentence or two, I was with him, and then he he started talking about you know talk talk about her family and all that. I think I was like, bro, you right. You, you did too much. You did too much. But I I kind of I'm 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 on the fence with it because I I kind of do agree with because on the draft night a lot of people had a problem with it cuz that Brandon Miller stuff she asked about it on his draft night was supposed to be one of his most happiest days you asked him about something that was very tragic someone died and he didn't he wasn't necessarily there you could have asked about it later on or so even though she had to as a journalist that's what Stephen A was claiming still is a time and place and effort but i don't know bro i, I you can't really say too much about it you gotta keep the same energy. That's a fact. I think that because now, because now, because now, if a black athlete does something bad, now we're still gonna expect you to be fair and to talk about it. But if we see you have more energy or you quick to speak on that than the Josh Giddy situation, oh yeah, don't tweet. She better not never tweet about no. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> like you gonna tweet? You ain't say nothing for a whole week about Bro, Josh Giddy because because you know niggas been feeling away about that for a minute because since that story dropped. I, I've been seeing nothing but tweets. I can't wait for what Malik Andrews says. I'm like, God damn. But when you build that that as your platform, you have to be willing to deal with the consequences. 
Facts. All right. Real quick before we get to our song of the week. Shout out to Bronny James. He's been officially cleared. He can start um, playing basketball again. If you didn't know, he kind of suffered from a cardiac arrest earlier this year. And, you know, he officially could go back. So shout out to him. I ain't going to lie. Shout out to the, um, to the female USC team. She going crazy. She about to be um, Lisa, um, Lisa Leslie mm-hmm. record. She doing her thing over there. But also, I just want real quick. What's your thoughts on Mikey Williams? Mikey Williams, he was charges here. got reduced crazy. Oh, he's free. He got a misdemeanor, which will he got some. He got one charge of like I believe it was like threat, like a threatening. Yeah, threatening. Yeah, and it will be reduced to a misdemeanor if he goes to anger management. And I think that that is a beautiful turn for how this could have from what this could have went. I think it, it's a wake-up call for not just him, but other athletes, again, to the point of earlier about kinging them, about, you know, these youngins emulating that street life or, like, trying to think they have to do things like that. And hopefully now he can kind of get the conversation back on basketball. The questions about his fit as, you know, what does his next level look like? Hopefully he still has the opportunity to play at Memphis. If not, we understand. But the idea that, you know, this shit can be taken away in an instant. You feel me? But now he, he needs to, to realize that. Yeah. And now he got to figure out, I'm a 6'2 scoring guard. What I'm good at, a lot of players are good at. What happens when I go to that? When I, when do I get an opportunity to go to the next level? You feel me? So I wish him the best. And I hope that, you know, again, any player that's, you know, living that life or thinking about, you know, trying to emulate that life, between that, the John Morant situation, et cetera, like just, yo, stay clean. If you know you got a gift, Use that gift to get you and your family into the best situation. Don't fuck it up because you're over here trying to keep up with the, you know, in the, the trenches, as we say. Facts. It's okay to be a good kid. I know it might not be seen as, you know, cool, but it's okay. It's nothing. <laughs> Trust me. I'm a good kid. I'm, I don't mind saying that, nigga. I've seen a lot of niggas who I grew up with. Life trajectory went a different way because they wanted to be part of the cool kids. Please, ain't nothing love, but you do what you got to do. But let's get to our song of the week. All righty. If you listen to this on your platform, preferably a live podcast network, or you go to Spotify and help us with our wrap-up next year. Um, but go listen to our previous song of the week, or you can find our song of the week on Apple Music Playlist or our Spotify Music Playlist. All right, what you got for this week, brother? Alright, off the eleven eleven album this week. No, I'm just playing. I was really about to I was gonna do it, but then I was like, I heard I had to listen to some things that I've been hearing. You feel me? So first of all, I've been hearing about this guy that sounds like Marvin Gaye. His name is October London. And I was like, Oh, he does covers. Nah, like brother really sound like Marvin Gaye. Right? So I had to I had to step away from my eleven eleven and my for all the dogs, them, you feel me? And this is October London. Back to your place. Oh, baby. I've been looking at you all night.
Once the day becomes the night Said I've been patient And I've been kind Oh, but my body is running out of time You said your clock on your walls is ticking So let me give you what you've been missing So she said That's October London. Would you believe he signed the Death Row Records, which is even more fire? So my Snoop Dogg got him. Snoop got him. But yeah, nah, bro. Like I heard, I think Buster Rhymes. I listened to his album. I'm not going to comment. But <laughs> Buster Rhymes, <laughs> they was asking about artists he wanted to, you know, work with. He said, "Dude, he, this is one of the guys he mentioned." And I was like, "Okay, Buster has a good ear." And I listened to it on the bus earlier, man. And let me tell you, it was some good shit. All right. My next record, we got to go to this Killer Mike, man. Killer Mike, you was right, bro. Rap album of the year. This is Killer Mike featuring future scientists and engineers. Standing in the rain. Washing up my sins. Washing up my sins. It's been one time and spin again. Communication coming in Too much that I can't communicate with all of them I do wish I had scientists or engineer friends Let's go Get out of here, Petro is cheaper than it's ever been And then Who's to say when I will end? All I know is when the portrait painted Better have your portion of the rent A dollar more and you will get upgraded When you think you've made it, you are then just tolerated, overrated, hope I'm 80 when I get my second win. Small potatoes, all I ate before potato chips would cut my corner lips. Operator, operator, I would pray that you connect me to a sip. Of sangria, zambia, camera, cameo, hand me a handful of hips. A stamina, stampede of happily happenings, dabbling into a blip. Beyond neon, beyond the ambience, be honest, you promise that you will live. Do summers ever forget? Put your must for like a kid. Yes, yes, scientists, engineers, we got a little three stacks in there too, rapping, no flutes, no flutes. <laughs> <laughs> I got to give a shout out to Killer Mike, hopefully he wins the rap album of the year. If he doesn't at the Grammys, and you know I'm pushing for her loss to win anything, you know? So for me to tell y'all that he deserved rap album of the year says something about that project. Now, back from the, I guess from the dead or from what, 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 what can we say about this artist? He had a smash hit, had everybody talking about Gallas City in the palace. We haven't heard too much about him, but my boy came back with some new tunes. Slick. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to this, but this is Capella Gray. Bay Chester. Feel like money in the air. Step us outside the town, feel like Bel Air. A man calling, but she don't care. Ring ringing while I beat it up like a snail. Sneaky thing, make the body disappear. I need a test. Show me what we do in your mind. Tryna make it night as long as you're a freak. My little freak for the weekend. Me and my favorite ain't speaking. When we fuck, we fuck like we're beefing. That pussy leaking, I'm the reason. Bottles gon' fly, chase her or the casa. After the spot, it's straight to the casa. She know what she doing. Climbed up the rasta, straight to my top five. Damn. Some girl just different. Bring your friend as a witness. I just wanna see you ride all night. As long as you're a freak, my little freak.
freak for the weekend. Me and my favorite, he ain't speaking. Hey, that was Capella Gray Baychester. I ain't gonna hold you. He should have released that. He should have kept that until like me. Bro, so he could build it up and sell it for the summer. I feel like that's a summer song right there, though. But shout out to him, though. All right, this artist here, the first lady of Concrete, Lil Yachty's label. This song came out a year ago, but she just released a lot of songs. But I'm fucking with her. Hey, boo, money counter. Cause they fuck the gang and still ain't got no clout She don't like my song because she think it's her I'm talking about Niggas mad cause I ain't reply for what they talking about You Usain Bolt sprinting to the bag, I'm trying to make fuck, it out fuck. You mean money counter, me my ass could never short me Popping shit, I've been going up since the shorty I've been wearing Rick all week, these bitches getting morty I ain't like his tone of voice, so I swear That was Caribou Money Counter. You can find our rest of our song of the week on Apple Music Players or our Spotify Music Playlist. But that's not what you're here for. You're here for the people's choice, the people's favorite. Slick, drop it. I can be toxic, but so what? You're going to love it here. Shit, fuck is you talking about? We have fun over here. It's very fun here. And it's fun indeed. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Toxic Service Announcement. All right, all right. No special guests this week. We'll have some in the future, but it's like I got a couple of topics here, man. I don't know if it's going to be as toxic or if we're just going to have a real conversation about relationships, man, or, or just dating. Well, apparently, so what's you? You know, let's start this out like this. Like, don't women always ask for chivalry? Like, oh, be a gentleman, do X, Y, Z, show that you're really applying pressure. But apparently, Slick, you can look on the Twitter because I sent the video. It's on TikTok. Chivalry is corny. And it's kind of sad because you're asking for something, but when it's received, well, like, hmm. Let's listen to it. A clip is going viral of me saying that a guy showed up to my house with flowers and was at my door and everything. I immediately went to my group chat. Just weird. <laughs> By the time we got to the restaurant, my follow-up text was, y'all, that's my bad. I ain't. I just realized I ain't. So let's start with, the only reason I thought that man was corny is because I didn't like him. Because <laughs> best believe, if it was wrong foot at my door doing those same things, it would have been a video about me giving a go call 3000 on the first night. <laughs> Okay, how sometimes it's okay to bust it open on the first date. <laughs> My brain processed it as, he's doing everything that I want, but I still don't like it. It can't be me. Whole time. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. So maybe Shivery is not corny. Maybe Shorty just don't like you. But Slick, this raised a question for us guys, though. What the fuck do we do? <laughs> told the woman that like us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you bro. feel like talk to women that like you. If you feel like she don't like you even the slightest, she gotta go. <laughs> she gotta go. 
if she don't have the energy responding, she not texting you back. Not immediately. I don't really like people who text me back immediately. Like, let me get my thoughts. <laughs> but if she not like talk text you back in a timely fashion and stuff like that, or she's not trying to spark up, or she give you one word um answers, she don't want to do all this, but she only wants you to take her out to this. She's not really trying to get to know you. Don't waste your time. Cause there's plenty of time when guys try to do the shivery thing and it's just not well received. And that shit that shit kind of, but as a guy, you don't <laughs> But, but slick. So with that said, they say to chase women. So how are we supposed to chase women if we don't know if they like us or not? Hot, t- hot take. It's not really a, this might not go well, but a uh, hot take. I think that we were programmed to think based off media and things like that, that all women want us or we can have any woman. You feel me? So it creates an unrealistic expectation that if I just pursue you, I can have you. That only is the case when Either one, you already know I'm that nigga. Or two, you got something that women want. You feel me? And those are two different things. Me knowing I'm a good-looking man, I got shit going for me, do I feel like I could pull any woman? In most cases, if I really tried, yeah, I think that. I suppose I feel that way, but I have that confidence, that irrational confidence. But I'm also not going to jump into every situation. And two... I'm like, well, damn, what could I have that women want besides good jeans that they want to have babies with? You feel me? <laughs> so I, ain't, I ain't got no bread. <laughs> I ain't tricking. But I think that that's where that comes from, right? We think we can have it. It's like, yeah, I could trick off. I could do this. I could show you these things. But then we get upset in our feelings when it's not reciprocated. That's why I think the mm. biggest thing is like the signs and then the communication factor. How will you communicate? Are we talking? Are we communicating? Or is it only every every Friday or, or weekend when y'all bored and she hungry? When she in but that's the bad, but, but you see, but uh, maybe, okay, maybe I got to be toxic. Maybe I got to be toxic. But I think one of the issues with me with that is I definitely agree with what you said, but we keep eliminating um, sort of screening tests from both sides, actually. You know, when you first talk to a girl, you talk to her a lot. Or you even do like sort of like a small uh, meetup or link up. Women to think I'm only attacking them because I ain't gonna lie. Some of you guys are are are, are disgusting because y'all would take a little ice cream day, a little coffee day, and still try to talk about sex and start off like that. And I can see why girls be like, "What the fuck?" So I'm I'm not only again I'm not only trying to like talk on the women aspect, but I feel like we don't have enough screenings now. I feel like now it's just. All right, we start talking. Let's go. Let's go on a vacation. Um, take me to this, um, three hundred dollar date. Take me to this restaurant if you want. And um, I'm taking the time to dog out myself. Or, and it's not like you don't really actually get to talk to the person. And then when you're actually on this date and whatnot, that's when you actually have these conversations to even pique your interest. And I think maybe it's more we're too accessible. I, that's fair. Because back in, I guess back in the days, you had to see the like. Usually, you talk to someone in your community. Basically, mm-hmm. you wasn't really talking to people from different boroughs unless you were just like in that. Unless you was visiting that neighborhood a lot or whatnot. And I'm only probably talking from the New York City aspect. I don't know about the other states like that, but back in the days, unless you had like family in that borough, you wasn't really going to that borough for real, for real. Unless it was like Harlem for clothes, 
or the or you know or or Times Square because you know Times Square was just the spot to go to. But like going to Queens, like I wouldn't go to Jamaica Queens out of nowhere just to hang out. But now that we have social media and dating apps, I'm gonna be talking to someone from from near that I never met before, I never saw before. So, and I don't know, bro, shivery. I don't know what it is to be shiverous anymore. Cause, but I definitely agree with you. Like who likes you. I think I've starting to learn that now. Maybe I, maybe you know, I feel like I, sometimes I want to shoot for the stars, and maybe you should. Never really, you know, you never know. Chemis- but chemistry is important, even if Shorty playing with you, you can see chemistry, right? We can have a conversation. We laugh around each other. There's energy. Fine and fine is not always divine. You feel me? Ooh, that was a bar. That yeah. was a bar. So chemistry is the most important factor. What I have seen in the and because let's be real, a lot of times you're not even fighting against. It's not just you and her. You fighting the odds of what or or her or her and him how or you or her and whatever him and whatever how that shit go. I'm sorry, I'm tired. But anyway, <laughs> you're not just fighting those odds. You got to worry about what a person's at, what they've been through, what their current situation is. There's other factors, right? So in the midst of And then you got things, niggas shooting for different states, yeah, yeah, yeah. different that's countries. Like you, got, you got niggas that's offering different things. So you gotta figure out where, where that person is at. And this is on both sides, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. how do I meet you there? And is our chemistry there? I think a lot of times attraction is mistaken for chemistry. And those are two different things. Magnets will always attract, but they will not necessarily have a chemical reaction. They won't combust. You feel me? So I think that that's mm-hmm. something you really gotta pay attention to. Like if I could talk to you, I'm like, oh shit, you know. Like that would be my shit. When I was single, bro, that was the biggest shit. If I could talk to a girl and we have conversation and we could laugh and talk and like go through different things in different phases and it wasn't necessarily like I wasn't thinking about, oh, if I could smash, that was always powerful to me. I was like, oh, I could fuck with you. Oh, yeah. You feel a me? girl could laugh me out my drawers. I know. But then that's the thing. It's like, oh, we could have genuine conversation and interactions versus, oh, you fine, I'm fine. We should probably fuck. I like, I'm attracted to you. Like, But then after what happens, you smash or you go out a couple times, like, oh, it's not it. But we, that's she, they still fine. So guess what? We still going to kick it from time to time and still fuck. But that's it. That's all it can ever be. I think that's how those that's all it can ever be situations come up. With chemistry, motherfucker really got to fuck up to ruin chemistry. <laughs> yeah. You really had to do some dickhead shit to really on fuck either, up. Yeah, on either side, somebody really had to do some shit to like violate to fuck up chemistry. So, But also with chemistry as well, we can't be too blind because there's a lot of people that I know who have chemistry with folks and I, and I hate this saying so much. Um, you know, we might argue a lot, but when it's good, it's good. No. If you're in a situation like that when it's good, it's good, and when it's bad, it's bad, like it's horrendous, get yourself out of that chemistry shit. And I see a lot of people that be still falling for that chemistry shit and they don't realize the toxicity that they are in. Now, speaking of toxicity, in the hype news of Iman and Tiana Taylor and the court proceedings that was filed earlier of her saying that she might, he might be jealous of her career and whatnot. What's your thoughts about a woman's career dimming a man's role in a relationship or some sort? Because that's sort of like the conversation surrounding about the Iman is that, you know, her shine dims his light. And do you think that that should happen or what should, what, what you should do in that situation? I think first and foremost, um, you're not going to be happy with someone else if you're not happy with yourself. 
and that goes to both sides. Nigga, hold on, hold on, pause, pause. What, what's, what's going on, nigga? You turn, you turn to Uncle Shannon Sharp. <laughs> what's going on you over here? Ask me a question. I'm answering it, nigga. Fuck you talking about? <laughs> you, give, you giving out one liners like this? What the hell? You from? Oh, you? I forgot. You from the south? You a south nigga? <laughs> Anyways, I think you can't be, and I think to the point of like happiness internally for a lot of men, we've been programmed as as derived from being able to provide. That's what that's really when you really think about like misogyny and whatnot, that's what it is. Like I provide, I got this, I got that. Because I have this, you obey me. You do what I say. You do what you do for me because I provide for you. I give you this. For a lot of us, what happens when you take that away? Or you're not the primary breadwinner. Like you get it? And this is not like I haven't heard any reports about this being true. This is only what she filed as. So it's one side of a story, right? And her feelings on that story. But he comes in 21st pick in the draft, a 16th pick in the draft, something like that. You know, gets a second contract. I want to say he probably made like $70 million in the NBA, which is good. Champion. Championship. They don't pay me that much for that shit. But, <laughs> you know, but she's Tiana Taylor. Been in the industry forever. You feel me? Been uh, music, movies. That shit she did by her, with the son that she, that she stole, <laughs> that shit was fire. You feel me? Directing. All these things and these revenues, and it's like, all right, yeah, he was in the league what ten years or was it ten years? Twenty twelve? Yeah, I think he played in twenty twenty two with Katie and them before he. Yeah, got I traded. think close. But you know, consistently eight nine years in the league could have been. I think he should have been a bigger player. I think he. I always admire Trump, but I think or or just at least um like a Ron or Tess. Yeah, like a, a guy that had he should he could have he had star potential. Not maybe not superstar all star, but he should have been a star. But then you say he's also in the same realm she's in. Music. He raps. You could say she's a better artist, right? He mm-hmm. acts. You could say she's a better actress, actor, right? She got they did reality. They had their show together. He did Dance with the Stars. He won. That's just fire. She's getting acclaimed for her music and her videos and you know, being on all these stages and in these rooms. I think that that could cause friction because again, it's like, how am I provided for my family? My wife is notoriously the one working, you know. And again, this is all speculation, but to, to your question and your your our discussion about men and women having making more money, having better jobs, the shine it comes down to the type of man you are. If you subscribe to old ideology, of course that's going to bother you. Like, yo, my woman make more money, and your response can be, "I'm a grind harder and figure out a way to get this bread," or I'm gonna try to tell her to chill. Like, she's making me feel less. I think that's the weak minded way to look at it. And again, yeah. This is not directed at Shump because I don't know the story, and it's like we don't. Oh, we, oh, we have leaked divorce papers that we should have never seen. You feel me? But in general, I think as a man, you want to provide, and there are ways to provide. And I think that also too, it comes with that. I think in our current generation, the hard part is that like a lot of women that make more money than men, they talk down on men. You feel me? So it's like it's almost like you lose, and that's respect. what and, and and that's what I want to touch on a little bit too, because oftentimes we hear that perspective from women that oh, because I'm doing this much and doing X Y Z, oh, you just hating on me. But sometimes for the men, it could just be like lack of respect that you're showing too when you are doing this stuff, because you know sometimes it's not true for this case, but oftentimes women are just better verbal warriors. We don't know. We also don't know. That's why I'm like. Yeah, but I'm just talking about in general. But sometimes in that case, because I also I often hear this a lot with women who are doing more, 
I, I don't say better because as subject, you know, but or just doing more than their significant others. So sometimes they feel like you just kind of like don't got your stuff going on, or you're not doing better than I am. That you're narcissistic. That you just think, uh, you know. But I also feel like oftentimes you forget that because you're doing better. Sometimes you could say things and do certain actions that can make that person not. It makes feel them check secure out. too. It, it makes them check out. If you're being honest, it can cause hmm? it can make somebody check out. I give you that. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's just a, a perspective thing. But I I I agree with you, bro. This is not about Elon Trump, but any guy who is weak minded that because they their girls quote unquote doing better than you and just hating on her or just trying to stop her from doing that is corny, bro. You should never be, just in general, and, but this goes more into just not only in your relationship, in your friendship. If you see your friends doing better, or do, you, that shouldn't dim your light. That should motivate you to do more. That should get yourself out of the situation that you're in. You should never you should never try to dim someone light because you feel like they're outshining you. I think that's such a weak-minded thing. And I don't think that's in this case because we haven't heard his part. Because he does have a successful podcast now. It's not like he's not, he's just laying on his ass, You're not, not doing anything. Not going to yeah. So I'm just sad to hear that because there was, you know, not not that I believe in that couple goal shit that people be putting online, but I was really rooting for them too. That's funny. That is funny. Now, Megan the Stallion. Well, she was on live, you know, and she kind of addressed the whole sleeping with a bunch of celebrities and she kind of doubled down what can i say slick lack of a better word she could have been playing but she basically just said i'm I'm putting the coochie away i ain't gonna be sharing it no more <laughs> <laughs> but she's kind of just kind of like confirming like hey you know i like to fuck a lot so what's your whole thoughts on that given the whole party response and the whole situation like that um when she said that like just watching a clip like i try not to take it too seriously but it, i think for me personally, I think it just kind of stirred up like it can't be funny when some a guy expresses his his frustration, you know. And I get it. Who you who you lay with is again unimportant. I think back to what V says. She said that yo, she's been saying that her music that she like the fuck she does X Y and Z. And I give you that. Like I give you that grace. But at the same point, it's a level of respect and conversation between you and your partner, right? It can't just be you did this. You're the bad guy but then yo i was i was fucking i like to have sex like it can't like that that's not a thing regardless of how you feel like that's like to to say i like to do something and regardless of my relationship i'm gonna do it like why are you in a relationship then you feel me but I really think that was the case for them. I think she just wasn't honest. Yeah, no, that's the biggest I feel thing. Like, I feel like I feel like I feel like for him, he didn't mind. I don't. I, I mean, I don't think he was like rooting for her to sleep with all these men that you she accept, was allegedly you slept accept with. To, if you are honest, I can accept most things. That's the point, right? You had me beefing with niggas, and that's why. And I think I think oftentimes women we say this a lot on this podcast. Women love to be loved and men love to be respected. And respect is a big thing for us. And the thing about it is you had me on niggas' head tops of, for you because you're my girl, but you didn't give me the real. And I feel him in general, and not just on a relationship shit, and just in general, if even for friendship, 
don't have me out here sticking my neck for you. And I had a problem with this in the total transparency with one of my friends recently because that person was coming to me for advice and asking me for help and whatnot. And I'm over here giving advice, telling her, telling the person what to do and whatnot. And the whole time, not giving me the real. And I'm just like, bro, I feel that's disrespect. Because it's kind of like, bro, you asked me for this. You're telling me, you know, you need help with this and that. But you're not giving me the real. So, first of all, I'm giving you bad advice. Concrete, valid thought process on whatever you're going through. And also, I feel like, bro, if imagine if I wasn't such a, a logical, calm person. Imagine if I was just a crash out about the situation that you was in and I just did something reckless on your behalf. I'd have been stupid <laughs> because I didn't know you actually had a deeper bond with this person or, or, or you know, it was more than what you led on to be. And I think that was it for the party situation. You had you had him beefing with Toy Lanes. He was already not cool. He was already supposed to see, he already was not supposed to see eye to eye with Tory. Cool. We already know that. But with the baby, you had him crashed out. He was crashing out about the baby, beefing with the baby for what? And you slept with him and you didn't tell him? And I had to hear about this through the news. That's why I'll be telling women like, honest hoe. Be if you was home and just be honest. Let me accept, like, what women be saying? Be tell me the truth and I will accept it, whatnot. That same way. Because it's, more, it's way worse if I, catch, if I catch the truth with an egg on my face. It's going to make me do something stupid in, in response to that, too. You feel me? But shout out to Megan, though. Keep that coochie in park. Even though Shannon Sharp said he was going to have you <laughs> a quarter to three. A quarter to th- that was a bar. That was a fucking bar. That's what you've been. You've been watching Shadow Sharp because you've been having a lot of one liners this episode. <laughs> I'm really. I told you. I I stopped listening to Sexy Red. I had. I was like. I was doing a lot of dumbifying myself. I had to come back. My my brother. My brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do this. Choose one and get out of here real quick. This week's choose one slick. Something stupid. But since we haven't done it for a while, would you swim in a suit or hike in house shoes? Choose one. I'm swimming in a fucking suit. Hiking in house shoes, bro. I hiked in fucking New Balances and my feet was killing me. I'm not doing that <laughs> dumb shit. I will definitely swim. Nah, in I gotta give you one of them church with the vest, <laughs> double breasted <laughs> suits. That's fine. I'm swimming. The one that you can't even really move your arms. Not one. Not one of your fancy suits because I know you got a couple fancy. So I'm talking about one of them church. <laughs> can you do? Can you swim in that? That shit we got a built-in flotation device. I'll be a-okay. Nigga, the scariest shit in this world is the ocean, my nigga. I'm not so... You, have you not seen... I've been seeing a lot of shit on TikTok. <laughs> that shit... That shit... That shit claimed a lot of lives. Yo, to this day, bro, I don't understand how niggas was over here on a wooden boat <laughs> with no with no real fucking equipment swimming to new places. Nothing but a prayer and stars. I don't know how niggas did that. Much credit to these niggas because I could have do that. I'm hiking in some house shoes. I don't mind. I might break them shits and just go barefoot. That's how I'm feeling. Alright, bro. You can have that. <laughs> alright, alright. So that was the end of the episode. Um, Please download the live podcast app on iOS or Android and please follow us on all social media. This might not go well. If any brand news, business opportunities, please email us at this might not go well at gmail.com. I'm the host with the most, the voice of outside, Bree Breeze, aka Poppy Size Zone. It's your boy, Big Civilian Slick Grayson. We out here, y'all. Have be great. We'll see y'all next week. We out. <laughs> 
track. Tell them we up next. You can't stop that. Uh-huh. <laughs> this your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Every show is lit, baby. You know what we finna do. Slick on talk that slick talk. He gon' get political. Okay. Do not switch topics. Nope. Niggas is toxic. Poppy shots don't always say it's something wrong. But if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga? Oh, well. We try to tell you, baby. This might not go yeah. well. That's it, one take. We're not even doing it again. Keep that, that's the one.